0: Previously on That Cthulhu John. People, uh, just please try to remain calm, you hear over the speaker in the art gallery. You see something horrifying. You see what looks like a very tall, humanoid-esque figure, but its arms are extremely long. It has long, sharp claws on it. Teeth are jagged and pointed. It has what looks like maybe some sort of horns or branches growing out of its head. You see on its forehead a small circular scar. As you're running towards the back, you see a hand reach over the auctioneer block, grab the auctioneer by its head, just lift him up off the ground with the statue in his hand. Holy crap. What is happening out there? Some freaking costume. The screams. There's so many screams out there. Someone starts yelling something very loudly. Something in Russian. All of a sudden, all of the air kind of almost gets sucked out of the room. It seems like the weather had just suddenly cleared out of nowhere. Someone else kind of runs up real quick, grabs the statue. Hey there,
1: that uh, doesn't belong to you. <laughs> and I uh, take care of him? room.
0: I'm going to say you punch him right in the gut, but you wind up breaking a rib on him. And uh, this guy drops down to his knees and just kind of uh, completely knocked the wind out of him. And the, the statue falls out of his hands.
1: I pick it up and start walking back to the, um, the gallery with it.
0: What the shit? It's broken. It's useless. It's worthless now.
2: I feel like I'm just like running down the street like a lunatic. Someone needs to help them!
0: Some of the people look like they were kind of scratched up. To Walter,
3: they just got hit with glass or something, right? He's not exactly sure what the hell just happened in there because he never even
0: saw the weird creature, right? Eventually the police do show up. Seems to be a pretty common story what we're hearing is some sort of wild animal might have gotten in here. There wasn't any snow anywhere else. It was so thick inside that you could barely see anything. There was so much confusion and, and yelling and
3: I don't know, it was just it all happened so fast. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us for that Cthulhu John episode 6. We are a Real Play called Cthulhu Podcast. I am George, your keeper of Arcane Lore, and with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. What's up? Chuck. And you. And Jenny. Hello. Alright, so guys, last time uh, we left off, there was a big attack at the Ventucci Art Gallery. Some people got killed, some people got maimed. Some people got punished. There was uh, some sort of weird, gangly... Freak in a costume. Monstrous, humanoid figure that you guys saw. Well, most of you guys saw. Walter actually did not see it. Now what did I do with
1: them spectacles?
0: (laughs) It's a good thing I wore my plot armor. So, after that attack... (laughs) The statue was... There was a bit of a skirmish with the statue. Someone tried to make off with it. But thankfully, Lenny stopped that from happening. And he managed to bring the statue back to the curator, who then lamented that the statue was not destroyed, but damaged in the chaos that had ensued before. Uh, Lenny, what did you, where did you go from there after you dropped off the statue with the curator? Uh,
1: going out the back door? Um where Walter and uh, Heather had gone. Looking around and not seeing them, I mean, I guess, yeah, you know, obviously some time had passed. Um, I think I'd probably walk to the street, uh, off to the side of the loading dock and maybe start moving to my car or just, uh, you know, nonchalantly walking down the street, looking around.
0: Okay, you don't see anything. It's actually eerily calm around here right now. I'm uh, probably pretty shook why it over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did see something otherworldly. looking weird. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, you're not sure if, if what you saw was real it's or snow not.
1: Snow, I mean, like, I could barely see through the, you know, the squall. Yeah, it looked like a freak in a costume to me.
2: I was waiting for someone to use the word squall the whole time. I swear I just heard that
0: word last year. That's a good one. What do you guys do with the rest of your Friday, then? Uh, let's start with Walter, you got your information taken down by the cops and everything. What do you do with the rest of your Friday?
3: Uh, I'd like to contact Detective Thompson directly, actually.
0: Okay. So you call after you get all of your information taken down and everything. Uh, we're going to say it's about four thirty, five o'clock, something like that. We'll say about 5 o'clock. And you call Detective Thompson's office uh, Friday, 5 o'clock. And you get a voicemail, or not a voicemail, a uh, a answering machine. Yes. You get an answering machine that says, This is Thompson. If it's important, you have the number to reach me at. Beep. Detective
3: Thompson, this is Walter Pendergast. Uh, I just wanted to contact you at your earliest convenience. Uh, There have been some developments in the case involving the disappearance of... One Mildred Thiebly, and uh, had some additional information
0: to uh, pass along. Rather uh, urgent. Beep! Alright. <laughs> As machine cuts you off there. So, what do you do after you leave that message for Detective Thompson? I
3: would imagine that he probably went back to Joe Clocks and left that message from the little study that he has in the back room area. Okay. And then after that, uh, I Probably uh go to finish the rest of this day at the bookstore. Maybe uh check in with some of my antique dealers in the neighborhood and see if there's any new pieces that uh you know are are of interest or might be of interest to Walter. <laughs> if I got a little free time.
2: <laughs> okay. Can't.
0: Just calling just around for just a normal Dicks. Friday.
2: Just a frickin' cool. Friday. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> really pardoning it up. You know, I mean,
3: I, I assume, given the the business that he deals in, that he's probably got a few different uh, antique dealers in town, and, you know, might be I like two or would. three that he would check in on a regular basis with them. I would think he would. Friday being a hot day, you know, he's got Saturday and Sunday where he can actually, like, do things that he cares about personally. Right. No better time to check out.
0: <laughs> All right. So you call around a couple of your buddies, a couple of your antiquing buddies, just seeing what's what, what's anything hot, anything new coming in. One of, one of your buddies who does uh, some more uh, art restoration kind of stuff uh, yeah. says that he, he got uh, you know, some pretty cool paintings that came in today, but nothing that's really attention-grabbing, to you anyway.
3: Well, such as the luck of the draw, no problems. And, uh, yeah, I guess uh, keeps it cordial, you know. That's, uh, or just kind of keeping current with the, the other dealers in the neighborhood uh, what about at the bookstore anybody uh, coming in uh, with any interesting stuff or uh, normal business day for the rest of the afternoon figure i will do his 12 to 8 like usual
0: uh, not a whole lot comes in for the bookstore no, not a very busy day Friday where are my nerds at <laughs> he thinks to so himself so what is what did Heather do for the rest of that day
2: like what time? I remember what, she was at
0: she was at a bar at an Italian restaurant.
2: What time was it like about when she got there?
0: When she got there, it was closer to about four o'clock. I'm gonna okay,
2: say. I want to say she drank for like a solid hour, but like pretty wow. pretty fast. Okay, too.
0: and okay. then uh, really knocking them back.
2: Yeah, and she asked for. Is
0: this the cheapest white wine?
2: She asked if she could use their phone because she's you know going to call a cab at this point.
0: Okay. All right, so you use their phone to call a cab. Yeah.
2: And I get get a cab uh, home, but I'm, like, progressively getting drunker. Like, I'm, like, on the ride. It's, like, building in me how drunk I am.
0: I gotcha. Do you puke on the ride home?
2: No, but I'm, like, getting a little, like, mad, like, belligerent, where I'm, like, I'm going to call Thompson, and I'm, like, pissed. Because... Gotcha. Like, how... Okay. Yeah, so... Then I get in and I call him.
0: When you get home? Yeah. See, so call Detective Thompson's office and uh, you get a answer machine that says, uh, This is Thompson. If it's important, you got the number.
2: Beep. Thompson, this is Heather. You know, Millie's niece. The one with the statue that you never heard of, but there's an auction that's all over the TV about it and you never heard of it. And now there's a bloodbath. If you could give me a call back, that would be great. Like, <laughs> like, <"Oop." laughs>
0: All right. So uh, it's Thompson's going to have a couple messages for him when he gets uh, when he gets back to the office.
3: He's going to hate this case by the end of
0: the day. <laughs> and uh, Lenny, what do you do for the rest of Friday?
1: Um. I think after I got back to the truck, I probably would have drove around a little bit to see if I could find, uh, Heather, but, I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna start looking through businesses and stuff, so, if, uh, you know, without seeing her, I, I suppose I might head to, I don't know, I might just head home. You know, listen listen to the news radio.
0: Alright. So, Heather, after you get home, you call T- Detective Thompson. You do have work tonight at the bar.
2: Oh, shit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, your shift doesn't start till six thirty.
2: All right, so I, I probably take like a little nap and then take a shower, some coffee, try and sober up, I'm feeling like a little more normal, but like terrible at the same mm-hmm. time, like absolutely like all right, over shit. Right, right.
0: Just been through a, a fucking lot and uh, just had a couple glasses of white wine before you <laughs> like, went home.
2: Oh, white wine.
0: Going going to work drunk. <laughs> I had like <laughs> a You're supposed to get drunk at work, not go to work drunk. That's absolutely right. <laughs> so, uh Heather, you get uh go through your routine of you know, put on your makeup and get maybe a quick shower bef- after your nap.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna say she looks a little rough going in too. Like she doesn't really do it up. Mm-hmm. Like she's just like not her usual aqua self.
3: I gotcha. But did you wash off what you thought a rich person was supposed to look like? <laughs> yes. And go back to your regular... My
2: knockoff Elizabeth Taylor white diamonds?
3: Wash.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fancy, fancy. So you get to the bar, and uh, Sal's behind the bar there. And he goes, uh... Hey, Dad, you, uh, you're a little late.
2: Sorry, Sal. I just... I, I saw... I was at an auction to get my aunt's statue and... Best excuse ever. <laughs> I saw, saw a monster kill a bunch of people. What? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody, like, maybe it was like a, a bear broke the window. And it's a long story. I don't I, I don't know. And then a bunch of people died, and Hold I got on the a cops second. Hold and on then a
0: second. And he turns around and goes to the uh, television and uh, turns up the volume. And you can see at the bottom of the uh, television screen it says Ventucci Art Gallery. And uh, there's a reporter there and it says, as he turns up the volume, you hear the reporter go. And on the scene today at the Ventucci Art Gallery, there was some sort of wild animal break-in. Many people were injured on the scene. Some were taken to the hospital. And a lot of the artworks that were here have been damaged. Priceless works that will just will never be able to be replaced, along with, of course, lives that have been lost. Real shame here out in Balakinwood. Back to you, Steve, and you know, it goes back to the other one. And uh, Sal turns the volume back down, turns back to you, Heather, and goes, were you involved with this?
2: That's the one. I was there. It was broken glass and snow inside. I think I saw a, a, a bear eat a man. Holy
0: crap. Heather, you, you okay? You sure you want to be working at night?
2: I don't want to be home, so I will just stay here, cause maybe I'll see Lenny. He was there too.
0: If you if you if you feel comfortable working, just uh, you have my number if anything goes wrong. Okay, take it easy. All right, he, Sal. Uh, thanks. You know, kind of puts on a jacket and leaves the bar. He counts out his till, puts on his jacket, and then leaves the bar. There's a couple people there at the bar. Not too many. Five. You know, they're all regulars they all have the drinks in front of them right now and uh lenny what are you doing i
1: have to uh listen to news radio or whatever on the way home but uh i'll probably shower and eat real quick and i think um i think i might also
0: head to the fireside on your news radio on the way back you listen to uh do you listen to the sports station no I'm, i'm listening for anything about that
1: uh that whole shindig. I I guess KYW. I'll get little blurbs.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And I'll get weather every 10 minutes.
0: (laughs) Traffic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So on KYW (laughs) there, uh, they kind of mentioned the same things that the news broadcast mentioned about the vintage Mm -hmm. art gallery having some sort of animal attack and loss of lives and uh, property.
1: I'm just like yelling at the radio in my car. If anyone was to look, I'm just like furiously pointing at the the console. Uh, that's fucking bullshit. I was there. That was no fucking bear.
0: <laughs> I seen a
1: bear. That's no fucking bear.
0: Let him get hyped in his car. There's a fucking man. Bad costume. I don't know how they blew
1: that window open it's or got the bear inside, suit. but. They must have had some kind
2: of
0: <laughs>
1: truck with a snowblower on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> these thieves, they, these guys really knew what they were doing.
3: It <laughs> was the case to join
1: out. Waited for winter. Real elaborate, like...
2: Some real pros. They got the, a snow machine. Criminals of
1: the
0: future. <laughs> okay. No. So Lenny, you make it down to the... Uh, after, after you get home and get changed and everything, you make it down to the Fireside Tavern where Heather is working. Once you get there... I uh, guess you guys meet eyes, and what's the first thing you guys talk about? I, um, kind
1: of give her a nod and look around at all the other people, um, I go to my usual spot, I lean over, put down some money, I say, holy shit. What was that? I'm glad you made it out of there, I, I drove around looking for you.
2: Is there anybody sitting near you?
0: Let's do some shots. Yeah. There's no one sitting there's no like, one not sitting right in the vicinity to of Lenny right
2: okay. now. Okay. I'm Kind of keeping it down a little bit. I probably just grab his shoulders and I'm like, what the fuck? What was that?
1: <laughs> they were some very good uh art thieves, if you ask me. A little movie magic.
2: <laughs> you think that was a person?
1: Yeah, sure. They're doing a lot with uh, you know, special effects and latex these days.
2: I, I don't know. I, I was pretty close, and that didn't look like any person I've ever seen, or any costume for Halloween.
1: Uh, there was a lot of snow in there. I mean, it was hard to see anything. Uh, I, what about your uh, your old man buddy there? What happened to him?
2: I don't know. He get I get lo- his face eaten? <laughs> I didn't see him get his face eaten.
1: <laughs> well, that's good.
2: But I did. I, I, I lost track of everyone. I I, ju- I just I just ran.
1: Holy shit!
2: How did you get out?
1: Uh, well, I kind of hid in the office for a little bit. Uh, I chased down a would-be thief.
2: Wait, the the ones that broke the window?
1: No, one one of the guys sitting there. He uh, he grabbed the statue and ran.
2: So you have it?
1: I, no, I went back to the gallery. I uh, I thought about it. I, uh, it would have been me stealing it if I kept it. I couldn't do that.
2: He did the right thing.
1: Um, but I think it might be broken. Uh, that Italian broad, she uh, had some had some choice words that I didn't quite understand.
2: How can you even tell when it's broken? That that thing was horrifying.
1: I mean, we know uh, a <laughs> we know an antiques restorer. Maybe uh, maybe we'll get uh, a <laughs> maybe get the old guy to call him up. Um, I know that statue probably should belong to you, but uh, I guess that's for the police to figure out. Sorry there, Heather.
2: Oh, I don't even care. I'm just glad I got out alive. You too.
1: I don't think you want that thing around. Too many bad memories as it is.
2: I don't know how I feel about that statue anyway, Uh, but I'm curious if uh, old man Walter got out.
1: Uh, You know, he's a a tough old... (laughs) legs Oh wait, I have, you do have his card.
2: That's right. I think that I call him. Those
1: on my window with little notes. I throw them away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> on the other side, it says "Stop parking." <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Stop you parking in front of the of your way in house. The why you parked in front of my house?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't move my trash cans. <laughs>
1: That's such a South Philly thing. Yeah, he puts a he puts a chair in
2: the (laughs) yeah
0: the chair pulls out. (laughs) Oh fuck! Alright, so do you give Walter a call from the bar?
2: Yeah, I I forgot I had his card. So yeah, I want to say that I Mm
0: -hmm.
2: uh, say to Lenny, "Am I crazy if I give him a call?" I'm I'm a little worried for him.
1: uh, He seems like your aunt's friend. I mean, you know, he's. I guess he's wrapped up in this too. And if you're worried, give him a call. We kiss.
2: All right. So I, uh, yeah, definitely I give him a call.
0: Okay. Before you get, you you get a, you get a ring and your phone in your back study there, Walter. But this is prior to getting the call from Heather. You get another call. When you answer Mm -hmm. the phone, uh, I guess you say hello. The voice on the other end says, yes, is this Mr. uh, Pendergast? Uh, yes, Mrs. Bellagrosso, was it? Yes, this is Miss. Be- this is Vanessa Bellagrosso. Oh, I uh, yeah. didn't know your first name. What can I do for you? Well, uh, Mr. Pendergast, uh, there was, uh, the auction today, uh, where there was a horrible accident i don't still don't know what exactly happened uh however our main piece the Jakanovich statue was damaged in the process of of the chaos that happened today and we needed to be restored we were wondering if you do restorations of artwork sir uh
3: well i am not specialized in artwork uh, specifically, but I'd be happy to take a look and see if there's any uh, skill I might lend to the situation.
0: She says to you, uh, Very well, I will come by tomorrow to your bookshop to drop off the uh, item in question. Well, oh, yes,
3: I suppose the. Uh, to go over with with you, you see. Gallery is quite a wreck, I suppose. There'd be no point coming there. Uh, very well, the uh, bookstore is on Chestnut Street, and I give her the street address. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, come to think of it, I'm not generally here on Saturdays. What time would you like to meet? Takes that as uh, planner and pencil.
0: Okay, so she wants to meet you tomorrow. She'll meet you at the bookstore. Uh, how's noon sound, she uh,
3: Yeah, that sounds perfect. I'll uh, make sure to get here a little early just in case. Um, may I ask uh, how severe is the damage? and what portion of the statue uh, received the damage?
0: She says, well it was the, uh, the top of the statue, it has a bit of a hole in it right now. Hmm. Okay.
3: Um, were you able to recover any of the uh, damaged pieces from the statue by chance? Or will we be fabricating something new
0: she goes, I'm not sure exactly what the process would be, but uh, I think that would be more left to say your expertise, Mr. Pendergast. Very well. Uh, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, then. She says, uh, Yes, thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. And she that was the most
1: you. polite she's ever been after
0: you get the call from her <laughs> I
1: was surprised I was yeah, waiting she's... for her
3: to go off the handle
2: Oh yeah, she's a real bitch-a-rooney-dooney
3: <laughs> now she actually needs something she's not like mega-bitch
0: <laughs> <laughs> and after you get the call from her though you get another phone call in your back room this time when it answers it is Heather oh uh, Heather thank goodness are you okay
2: yeah, I, uh, I just wanted to check in on you. Uh, me and Lenny are at the fireside, and I don't know what the hell we just saw, but I just wanted to f- make sure you were okay. I feel like I say it like a little bit like I feel weird about it. Like now that he's now that he's answered the phone, uh-huh. I'm like, wait, am I friends with him? Like, what am I doing?
3: <laughs> he uh, he pauses a moment and he says, "Well, that that's very thoughtful of you. Thank you." Um, he, you can kind of maybe hear like the uh, you know, the wiping his brow kind of
2: uh, sound. <laughs> She's not gonna be a fucking is. bitch to me again, like
0: usual. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy that did it.
3: This is uh... <laughs> uh.
1: It seems like just yesterday you accused him of murder and kidnapping.
2: <laughs> I know. Oh.
3: Maybe just trying to set me up. No, guy. <laughs> no,
2: fool guy
3: Yeah, gosh, uh, it was such a hectic scene, and I looked around for you afterwards, but didn't see you. Um, What time is it,
0: actually? I look at my clock, or 8 o'clock. I'm going to say it's uh, close to 7 o'clock now. Uh, He says, well, uh,
3: you know, I'm still here for another hour, but uh, I could definitely stop by the fireside after work. Um, There's uh, something kind of interesting that has uh, come up since then, that... uh, lady that yells a lot just called me uh, not too long ago. I'm sorry, the lady from the uh, gallery, uh, Bella Grossa.
2: The one with the shoulder pads?
3: That one, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess uh, if you guys uh, stick around, I'll uh, get there when I can and fill you guys in then.
2: Well, I'm not going anywhere.
3: Well, alright. Hopefully the uh, next hour or so mm-hmm. we'll go back quick.
2: I'm glad to hear you still have a head...
3: Uh, what?
1: (laughs) Nothing,
2: nothing, just, just, uh... Might hear, might hear in the background.
1: Yeah, that makes one of us...
3: Huh. uh, Yeah, I I probably should ask you a few questions. Uh, There was so much snow, and, uh, I I know I saw some blood, but, uh, I'm I'm really not even sure what, what happened earlier.
2: Yeah, I'll explain it when you get down here. Uh, I don't even know if my eyes were right, I... I don't know, but it's a lot of people around here right now. Yeah,
3: yeah, of course. Uh, (laughs) He kind of clears his throat. and Well, uh, it's only uh, about an hour, hour and a half away from uh, South Philly, so I guess I'll check in with you guys in a little bit. You uh, you need anything?
0: Want me to bring anything to the bar?
2: If you have any aspirin, that would be great. You got
0: it. And he hangs up. As you guys are at the bar waiting for Walter to get there, um, the newscast picks up and uh, it says, uh, In sports today, it looks like Houston Oilers quarterback Jack Cannon will not be returning to the NFL Mm -hmm. following his mental break on the field this past December. It cuts the footage of the Houston Oilers. You see the quarterback step back from a lineup into a pocket for a pass. Then he rips off his helmet, drops the ball, and starts attacking all the offensive linemen. His teammates and some of the Cleveland Browns even helped to hold him down. And you see the camera start to zoom in on his face. And he's screaming, you're all dead. None of you are alive. Can't you see? Can't you see it now? And then uh, it goes back to the sports reporter and it says, Jack Cannon has no prior history of mental breakdowns, but uh, that pressure can get to you. Oh,
2: what man. the fuck?
0: <laughs> all right. So next, next hour or two passes by pretty quick before Walter finally gets there. Walter, you enter in the Fireside Tavern.
3: And take a look around. How many uh, people are up in this place by the time I get there?
0: By the time you get there, there are seven people there, including Lenny. Okay.
3: Well, if anybody makes eyes, give them a nod. May they, Walt. Hang my jacket. And uh, take a seat down there next to Lenny. Hey, uh, pal. How are you today? Glad to see you made it out of there. I don't
1: know what to say. Uh, it was pretty weird. Some shit, shit went down. Uh, pretty sure a lot of people were getting killed. Uh, but I don't know how they did it. I've been trying to figure it out. Uh, it's a, a very professional team we're dealing with. A lot of funds. You know, a lot of resources. Uh, what, what exactly are you implying there? You mean a, a, a the, the team? art
3: thieves? Whoever broke that window and came in in that costume. He says, but, uh, I thought it was like an animal. What, what do you mean? I, I didn't actually see anything. There was so much snow around. I, uh, I, uh, looked around, and I saw a lot of, a lot of chaos and commotion, but, uh, you know, the that animal, when it, when it yelled or growled or made that noise, uh, that was, that was enough for me. Between the screams and that, it was, I knew it was time to go. I don't know. It looked like something out of a movie
1: is all I could say, uh, yeah. You know it didn't look like no bear. I've seen a
3: bear. oh well, yeah, I mean there's not really many bear in Philadelphia. <laughs> I wonder I mean, if there was that. like a circus animal that uh, that got away. you know Barnum and Bailey might have been in the area recently. Kind of shrugs <laughs> uh, in the winter. I don't know. maybe that's more of a summer act. kind of I-, I' remember hearing about those circuss.
2: <laughs> am I there? like am I a bear where you guys are talking? I guess so, unless you're serving somebody else.
1: (laughs) It's your job to listen and chime in on every conversation. (laughs) Because
2: that wasn't any fucking bear.
1: (laughs) What do you mean you didn't see anything? You didn't see that uh, that big tall guy, like, uh, chomping on people's heads or whatever he was doing?
2: I never saw a person that was like that in my life. It It was like a... Like a monster beast man with a hole in his head or a... He had
1: arms, he had legs, he had hair. That was a dude.
2: Not normal ones!
1: It was a a huge friggin'
3: guy, you know, maybe one of the sixes or something. Uh, Walter looks really confused. He's like, uh... I I can't tell if you're being serious right now.
1: What else would it be? Uh, Well, I mean, you said you didn't see anything, so, uh, you know... uh, I can't describe it. It was a costume. I don't know... Like something out of Hollywood. (coughs)
3: He clears his
1: throat. He says, uh,
3: Heather, uh, I think I might need uh, one of those cores and a shot. Uh, Whiskey, if you please. Yeah, get him two. Get me two. Get yourself two.
2: Yeah, I'll definitely be having one with you.
3: He ponders everything you guys just said, kind of rubs his hands a little bit. I guess some of what you're saying kind of makes sense. I mean, there was definitely a lot of blood. I mean, something had to, uh, had to attack those people. I mean,
1: don't get me wrong, i never seen nothing
3: like it. That that was freaky. Um, elaborate,
1: but, I mean, there ain't no such thing as monsters.
3: Yeah, of course. I mean, this is, this is the real world we live in. This isn't the Gremlins. And,
1: uh, this is, uh, but... (laughs) I haven't made it out to the theater. Oh yeah, it's a good one. You should. I'll see it when it comes out on Betamax. <laughs> uh,
2: I don't know. Maybe all the wind know, wh- and the snow was getting in my eyes, but I, I just, yeah. M- maybe I'm too shooken up. Maybe it was Wilt Chamberlain. I don't know.
1: <laughs> you got a lot going on this week, you know. Uh, it's still missing, and uh, you know now with all the freak weather. Uh, and, bear attacks, I guess. Yeah, you're right. I
2: gotta I gotta get my head on straight.
1: You're just, you're just a little shaken. There's no way that was uh, some kind of creature.
0: So, uh, Lenny's a little skeptical of everything that he's actually seen. Even though he's seen it with his own eyes, still skeptical of it, huh?
1: Uh, you know, there ain't no such thing as ghosts <laughs> or monsters or aliens or predators
3: or big feats. <laughs> slams an empty shack well not slams but sets an empty shack last down takes a few swigs off his beer he says well I guess uh, at the very least we gotta tell that detective uh, there's uh, some kind of connection there right? this is uh, don't invite him around here
2: funny thing uh, I may have tied a bit of a load on and called him when I got home and I I wasn't I I don't fully remember the whole thing But Maybe I'll leave the next call up to you, Walter
3: Uh, Yeah, I guess at this point I'm waiting for a call back But He says, with that in mind I mean, from what Millie told you I mean, you think that's the same statue, right? I mean, uh, I never actually saw it So I can't say for 100%
2: It's gotta be it was disgusting, it's, it's, and what she described was disgusting. so
3: specific. I mean, how many statues really look like that? Well, that and the artist is uh, is pretty rare. I mean, he disappeared in the 40s, and nobody's ever seen him or heard from him ever again. I mean, how much artwork by this guy can there possibly be floating around in Philadelphia? I mean, how much artwork could he have ever made, and for that matter, have been shipped here to Philadelphia from Russia. That's
2: why I don't understand why this freaking cop didn't call us. Like, he knows something. I'm telling you, he was lying when I talked to him. I know it.
1: Yeah, there there were some Russian guys there, you know,
3: I wonder if uh, they had something to do with it, you know, uh, inside men. Well, that's, that's the thing that I was going to tell Thompson. He says, uh, right before I left, uh, one of them shouted something in Russian and then everything went quiet. Like, uh, the, you know, like... Like maybe they were given the orders or something. Goddamn communist, risky. <laughs> he uh, he frowns a little bit at that, and he gulps down the other uh, shot and sets that one down on the uh, bar. <laughs> Takes a few more gulps of that course.
2: You guys want another it's round? Like the one.
3: This podcast has been brought to you by yeah, Course. We're definitely gonna need another one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Takes the last and swig life. of the beer and sets that one down too.
0: All right, so you guys uh kind of tie one on and discuss what happened during the rest of the day. Um How how late do you guys stay there drinking and talking?
1: Uh, I'm off tomorrow. I would home. say
2: late. All yeah, good.
0: that's what I was going to say, until
1: yeah,
3: the, the end Let's do a yes mate, you know, close the windows fuck it, close the
1: curtains, Yeah, make you guys flip the stools for me
2: Alright
3: Well, uh, yeah. Walter says uh, <laughs> right. Well, at, at a certain point, probably like 11.30 or so He's probably like, you know, uh, I should probably uh, slow down uh, I gotta meet with that Bella Grossa tomorrow She wants me to take a look at the statue and see if I can fix it Uh, so she, uh she called me shortly before I came here just suit yourself. I'll have another.
0: Me
2: too.
3: How uh, about uh, a water? All gets right. Gets a little drink in.
0: <laughs> gets a little drink in while he
3: gets his drink in.
0: Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't really uh, drink all that much. I right? mean,
3: he, he does like to drink socially. I mean, I would imagine there's probably some center city bars. You know, the Gold Club maybe stopping a mm-hmm. occasionally and. Probably a few other favorites that are in walking distance to Chestnut Street, but... Um,
2: I feel like he's a Grand Marnier guy. He's
3: like a heavy drinker. He's, like a, he's a smaller dude too, Grandma, so <laughs> like Grand he can't really hey, drink too many. Um, probably like a nice ice-cold Dos
0: Equis or something. <laughs> 80s was all about import yeah. beers. <laughs> yeah, shots. Yeah. So you guys uh, close out the bar. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Walter doesn't close out the bar, but Lenny and uh, Heather do. Yeah, Walter, you go home around 1130. Uh, just kind of turn in for the night or do anything in particular? Uh, probably. Uh, or, do you, or do you close out the bar with these guys?
3: No, probably wouldn't stay that late, but uh, he would actually leave the aspirin or at least uh, offer some to um, Heather before he leaves. Because uh, I was thinking that glass of water was probably going to be what he washed down his with. Uh, just in case. Preemptively uh, fighting off any potential maneuvers. Yeah. He has one and a full glass of water before he leaves. He's been in the game right. long enough to know a few tricks himself.
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, Walter, you had to add a little bit earlier than everyone else. Um, go in to home and just kind of turn in for the night. Yeah, probably drinks another glass of water, just kind of re- rehydrate, right, 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 pass out. And uh, Lenny and Heather close out the bar. Heather, or, or Lenny, do you walk Heather home? Yeah, I guess I so. stumble, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> stumble. Both of us, yeah. Stumble, just... Both of you probably stumble back to her place, yeah.
1: <laughs> Sun's probably coming up, yelling.
2: <laughs> People are going and, to work. Uh,
0: you get to... You get to your house. Uh, Lenny, you say your goodbyes.
1: All right, be safe there. Sweet
0: dreams. (laughs) Heather, you come in. There's no sign of your roommate anywhere. But you do see a flashing light on your answering machine.
2: Okay. I'll listen to it.
0: So on your answering machine, the message plays back. and says, uh, this message is for Heather Snakehole. Uh, This is Roxborough. Memorial Hospital calling. Uh, you've been listed for the emergency contact for Mildred Feebly. <gasps> and she has been turned up and uh, is in the hospital with us now. Um, she's in pretty bad condition, but if you could come visit her, please. What? Uh, thank you. Uh, call what? us back.
2: No fucking way. Uh
0: I could have
1: swore that bitch was dead after somebody <laughs> had unloaded on her.
2: Yeah. Uh, what time? It's daytime. Well, isn't that It's special? daytime now, right? Like, the sun is up.
0: Oh, you guys, you guys stayed that late? You, like, closed the closed the bar and, like, just, just yeah. kept drinking? Yeah. I mean... Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So it is daytime. Wow. Okay, so uh yeah, you got a, you got a message late last night on your oh, answering shit. machine at timing. Uh
2: I guess I, I call the hospital? I don't know. I want to say I just get a cab, like I'm like pissed drunk and like not like making a whole bunch of like logical sense, so I just like immediately call a cab to go down there. <laughs> like in the same outfit okay. just fucking All
0: right. So, Heather, you take a cab all the way up to Roxborough Memorial Hospital. We said the sun was coming up, which means it had to have been like seven in the morning or something like that. We'll say it takes about another hour to get to Roxborough Hospital. When you get there, people at the front desk direct you to Millie's room or to Millie's floor. And the uh, head nurse on the floor stops you and says, uh, so uh, Miss Snakehole, was it? You were here to see uh, Ms. Theebly. What's your relation to her?
2: Uh, she's my godmother, but she, I grew up like she was my aunt. She
0: says, okay, well, um, I hate to bear bad news, but she's in poor condition right now. She was found on the side of the road, bloodied up and with uh, lots of cuts on her. We're not exactly sure what happened, but she, she was found not only just battered, but also naked, and we don't know exactly what happened. To her. She's right now not conscious. Uh, she's been in a coma. So they show you M- Millie in her hospital bed. She's all hooked up to all kinds of machines and stuff, but uh, nothing that's like pumping her lungs, but you know, everything that's keeping track of her vitals. Uh, she's got that little heart monitor thing going on. Um, she's got a bag full of fluids that they're dripping into her. And uh, the the nurse says to you that uh you know she looks like she's in stable condition right now but we'll see you know things can go up or down we're we're not exactly sure how this is going to turn out but the stable condition is giving us hope right now
2: is she like so hooked up i can't like hug her
0: yeah, I'm going to say you go over to hug her and the nurse stops you and says uh, it's probably best not to, you know, really touch her right now. Uh, you can hold her hand if you'd like. Okay.
2: So I uh, sit down next to her and hold her hand. Is she like, can she talk? Like, or is she like all?
0: She seems unresponsive. Okay. You can see she's all bruised and stuff like around like her face.
2: I guess I just like asked the nurse, like, do they know who did this? Like, where did they find
0: her? They found her at the, at the edge of a park
2: in what neighborhood like in her neighborhood
0: no up up in uh the Bella Kinwood area
2: oh oh oh
1: old body dump park
2: <laughs> you know the one um i don't know i guess you just asked the nurse like you know who brought her here who found her like
0: the uh the police found her on the side of the road uh again she was kind of naked and covered in blood
2: how long has she been there?
0: She's been here since 8 p.m. yesterday.
2: I don't know. i probably just say, like, I'm going to find out who did this to you. And I'm still drunk.
0: Like, yeah. So
2: I'm, like, being, like, weirdly, like, extra, like, I'm going to find out who did like, this to you, Millie. I love you.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, just... You're swearing revenge <laughs> at this point. Yes,
2: exactly. I will avenge Drunkenly her. swearing <laughs> revenge. Yeah, all all while, like, kissing her hand and mm-hmm. being like, Makes sense. uh, is there a phone in there?
0: There is a phone in there. Uh, as you lean over for the phone, give me spot, hit, and roll.
2: Is that both dice?
0: Yeah. That's both dice again. That's yeah. both dice. Both dice. Compare that to your spot. Hit, and roll. Not great. Not great. 97.
2: 97.
0: Do you want to push the roll? Yes. Okay.
2: I don't know why. I just do. <laughs> Button. Yeah. 85.
0: Oh, still bad.
2: So fucking horrible. Film.
0: So you start to reach over for the phone and you kind of lose your balance and uh, <laughs> fall over and push your weight onto Millie, and the hospital nurse grabs you and says, uh, "Excuse me, ma'am, are you drunk right now?"
2: For <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Poor> shame, <Maybe. laughs>
2: I had three shots at work hours ago.
0: She says to you, uh, ma'am, you can't be on the hospital floor uh, in this room drunk uh, with the patient in this sort of condition. You're going to have to leave. Damn. Embarrassing.
2: <laughs> Embarrassing. Uh-huh. Also, I probably had like 20 shots, but that was, that's how drunk people lie. <laughs> She's like, I only have three shots 12 hours ago.
0: It was, like, drinking a
2: uh,
3: can
0: of wine. That's exactly how I lie when I'm drunk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's say, uh, I guess I just call a cab.
0: All right. Call a cab and go home. Put a bunch
2: of money in a vending machine and get, like, a bunch of snacks because I'm yeah. also, <laughs> like, drunk and starving. Get so while chips I wait in cab. Yeah, I've got, like, Fritos yeah. and hospital coffee. coffee.
0: Yeah. Mm. Full Winning combination. <laughs> it's got the little cards that go around it.
2: Yeah, so I guess I just get a cab home.
0: Okay. All right. So cab home then. You're gonna get home around like nine thirty, ten in the morning. We're gonna say. Okay. You get home before you can actually kind of crash out. I guess. And uh, Walter, what are you doing that morning? Um, by ten. Well, I guess it doesn't necessarily leave off there for
3: him, but. He'd probably get up relatively early and uh get ready. Uh bring whatever tools he thinks might be appropriate for uh some restoration work. Maybe some uh some putties, okay. maybe some like uh like fine detail paints for uh you know, filling in cracks and stuff like that. Okay. Warm up that pinto and I don't know Oh actually uh yeah, maybe he would try to drive. It's a Saturday, maybe there's parking, it's early enough. I'll take his chances. He got some tools today. Okay. Is there like an alley or anything that's like private parking? Uh, what's, what's that street behind there? Um, Sansom, I think, or no? There's some kind of there's some kind of street too. right behind Chestnut. It's not really like a street street, but it's,
0: I think Samson is what you're thinking of there. So you could pro- you might be able to find parking back there on a Saturday yeah, morning. He figures
3: he's probably not going to be there for the full day, so maybe he'll take his chances and uh, yeah.
0: Now that's carry a bunch of tools and
3: stuff. Uh couple blocks.
0: Right, okay. So you do that, go to work, and park up on Samson Street, uh, and what, you just wait there for uh, Miss Bellagrosso? I do. Okay. Come noon, promptly, the front door opens. Ding, 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 ding. The bell goes. In walks uh, Miss Bellagrosso, her hair done up in a, in a tight bun, her thick gold-rimmed glasses are on, and she's wearing a white blazer. Over a black, what looks like almost Leotard tight kind of outfit. It's got a belt like with a white like belt it. with a, with a gold buckle oh, on it as a well. Huge gold buckle too. Yeah, oh it's yeah. big. It's big. It's Green very showy. Says, uh, and she walks in
3: Prompt and uh stylish as
0: ever, I see. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't laugh at you, she just gives you a blank look and uh she's she has a uh Something in a, in a, in a cloth uh, that she's holding under one arm. Uh, she goes, uh, Yes, uh, Mr. Pentegras, uh is there a uh, private room we can... Uh... Of course. And uh, he
3: looks over to whoever else might be there running the store and says, uh, I'm going to
0: uh, speak with Mrs. Bellagrosa in the uh, study. Okay. And uh, the one uh, owner there, Headley, says to you, Oh, yeah, of course, Walter. Gestures uh, towards there and says, "Right this way." And okay. she follows you to your back study. In your back study, she puts the. Do you have a desk in your study? I'm assuming. Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah, it's probably like a desk and little workspace, like kind of like a workbench rather. I mean, I'm sure he's got to like spread out a few tools and solvents and different things for fixing old books without and stuff
0: like that. asking you or saying where she should put this or anything. She walks right over your desk and plops it down on top of it. And then uh, takes the cloth off of it, and you see the statue up close. The statue is, again, very strange, hard to describe, and horrible all at the same time. You can see that there is a hole in it, but the statue starts to kind of have a weird pull to it, to you. Uh, give me a power roll.
1: Jumanji
3: says, uh, <laughs> I should. Uh...
0: Kind
1: of like slows up as he
3: begins to speak He says I should uh, probably Take a photograph or two And try to document some of the damage Uh, And uh, I guess like he would look uh, Like he would probably started to go for his camera And then like as the statue kind of Pulls him a little Mm -hmm. bit Maybe like he gets distracted from whatever direction He's going to Oh three is an exceptionally low power Okay
0: very good So you start to feel it Kind of kind of a draw to this statue, but then you realize it's really just professional curiosity that's drawing you to the statue.
3: Yeah, he, uh, he still has a strict. Uh, a so Walter, yep. and, yes. This uh, is uh, any uh, any piece of works that I uh, restore, I start with some documentation. So uh, he breaks out the camera and makes sure he's got a few rolls or a few exposures past where he left off last time. Okay. Try to snap a few. Ooh, an eighteen, I believe that is within his pho- uh, photographic skill. There. What oh, that? you have photography as yeah. an art. I do. Nice. I got thirty points. Next so, time on that so Waltz. No, <laughs> typical Walter's.
2: It's like a Swiss Army knife.
3: Well, you know, I it's, mean, it's a professional thing. So uh, he takes a few pictures and then uh, sets the camera down and grabs a uh, magnifying glass of some sort, either like a handheld or his um, several lensed uh, specs that I mentioned in the earlier portion of the game. Okay. All right. Uh, Whichever happens to be closer and uh, looks closely at the hole in this statue. Okay,
0: take a nice close look at the hole in the statue. Give me a spot hidden
3: Uh, I wonder uh, what, what could have produced this uh, damage to the piece It is metal, right? And he kind of like feels it a little mm-hmm. bit more um, Kind of checks some of the sharp edges for how rigid they are and, uh,
0: 28, I believe that's within his spot the, the break in the statue is more like a crack than a hole, I guess you would say But you look okay. into that crack in the statue and uh, with your 28, is a is a hard pass?
3: It's a few points away from a hard pass now. I have 50. Um, I wonder, though. You know, in this case, I'd spend three luck. I wouldn't mind getting a hard pass if it
0: makes any difference. A hard, hard pass would make a difference.
3: Yeah, because, I mean, he is I'm interested in a thorough inspection
0: here. That's fine. So uh, I'll spend okay. three luck. Inside the statue, you think you see what looks like a roll of paper or something like that?
3: Huh. Um, he doesn't say anything about it and kind of plays it off. He says, "Well, um, I gotta be honest with you. I'm a bit relieved that it is a crack and not actually a puncture, which I thought you mentioned originally when we spoke." He says, uh, "I could certainly um, do something to improve the appearance here." Hmm. He says, or I guess, uh, looking at it a
0: little bit closer, can he determine what it's been made out of? Uh it looks uh if you you got like some of that acids and stuff like that.
3: Hmm, I don't know. I mean, you probably wouldn't want to use acid for most of the but. Okay. It
0: appears to be iron. So pretty tough You'd be your best guess. Okay. This
3: so, as well. I mean, uh We're fortunate that uh, the break isn't more severe. This seems like a pretty sturdy piece.
0: She says to you, uh, yes, yes, uh, so it looks like it can be fixed. Uh, What kind of uh, price range are we talking about for fixing this?
3: Well, um, honestly, um, I'm rather intrigued by this piece, and um, I'd be willing to do it for a pretty modest fee. Let's say uh, no more than $300, depending on the cost of materials.
0: She says, uh yes, well I was I am willing to spend up to four hundred. I'm sure we can make that work. any nods. If you need any other materials or anything, of course. Uh I says well, uh
3: fortunately I do have the next two days off, so with uh your permission I'll begin
0: immediately. Okay. She says uh yes, uh please begin immediately. And uh she starts to write out a check for half the money. Uh, that you quoted her, uh, she writes you out a check for
3: $200. Is the uh, information on the check for the business, or is this a personal check?
0: Uh, this is a personal check.
3: Does, uh, he says in that case, uh, also, uh, what is this the best number to reach you at? He uh,
0: reads out the number on the check. Or is there a, num- a better number to reach you at the studio? She says, I'll tell you what. She says, either call the studio, which I am at most of the time. Here's my home number.
3: Very well. Uh, and then he uh, updates his planner and the uh, page that has any information pertaining to her. Uh, very well then, I'll get to work and update you as soon as I know a little more and have something good for you.
0: He says, okay, very good.
1: I feel like Walter is the kind of dude that would uh, update his accountant right away. You know, oh, I just made $200 on a, on a side <laughs> Absolutely. job. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And make sure that, like, you know, he's paying taxes uh-huh. on it and everything.
3: <laughs> so uh he uh, nods and covers the statue back up and uh escorts her, or, I mean, you know, walks her out if okay. she's uh, ready to leave.
0: Yep, she leaves.
3: All right. And, um looks back to Headley and says uh, I'll be in the back for a bit uh, I've got something interesting to work on
0: and he says you, okay that, that's fine Malta you take as much time as you need
3: I mean it's his day off so he's kind of just right now. but he says uh, if uh, anything uh, comes along that you need a second opinion with uh, just let me know absolutely then I'll head on back all right so, uh, how big is this crack? This piece of paper or whatever I saw on the inside, does it look like I have the tools, like a thin pair of tweezers? So it looks maybe, like with a pair of tweezers you might be there? able
0: to fish this out.
3: Well, I'm pretty intrigued, and I'd start to do that first.
0: Uh, okay, give me a quick dexterity roll, see how well you can do with this. not the highest. Yikes. Better warm these nice up.
3: <clears> Had <throat> a few little rolls in a row here can hold
0: oh that's so high (laughs) you want to push it um
3: yes but uh, yeah I guess I have to (laughs) um what uh, tell me a little more about this paper Uh, if I shine some light in there can I uh See exactly what I'm dealing with. Are we talking about like something like a fortune cookie size? Piece of no, paper or it's or like sheet what? of
0: paper like from like a book almost. Oh, that big. Okay, but it looks like hmm. it's rolled up. Gotcha. Well,
3: uh, yeah, I guess um, if there's uh, any better light or something that, that might aid me, I uh, t- might have to do that. Kind of see if I can try.
2: Yeah. I'm very nervous about this note
3: Oh my goodness That stinks I, I just can't seem to reach it
0: Okay, so here's what happens If you failed your pushed roll um, You reach in And you start to Pull the paper out And uh, you kind of hit a snag And the edge of the paper tears And the rest of it Falls back into the statue
3: That's, uh, that's pretty brutal.
0: Well, um, how much of the paper stayed on the tweezers? Very little. Just, just like a, uh, you just basically tore the corner of the paper. Okay.
3: Well, I certainly don't want to lose that for whatever it's worth, so I'm going to find a small container to put that into in the okay. hopes that I can reattach it to whatever piece of paper if I should get that out later. Okay. Hmm. I guess maybe a silly question here, but are there any other? Uh, there's no other like uh, points of entry to this thing, right? Like, it's. Uh, w- does it look like it was intentionally sealed in there? More or less, I guess. Kind of.
2: Gonna have to open it like a coconut. It's the only way. <laughs> Just, like, bash that open.
1: You can try to suck it out with your mouth. Oops! Accident.
2: <laughs> what? I don't know why that was so gross.
1: Because it's a head eating
2: itself. Yeah, that's right. That's right, because it's absolutely disgusting already.
1: It's just metal, you know? It's
3: just artistic
1: license. As awful as it is. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Fucking art.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure, man. That's, uh, that's pretty brutal. I think uh, he would probably uh, sit down and try to come up with a way to uh, get this out without damaging it further. Give me
0: the intelligence roll.
3: Both the art and the paper itself
0: forty eight should be within his intelligence. Yeah, yeah that's past. Okay. With a pair of pliers, you think you might be able to open this up just a little bit more without damaging the statue more. Okay, and then maybe flip Let's it see. over and shake it out. Yeah, like gravity, help it out. Yeah, okay. I did think
3: about that too. Well, yeah, I think uh, gonna have to try that. I hate to damage the piece, but honestly, uh, thinking that Millie's probably not even alive anymore, and, uh, Oh, that's right, you don't know. Yeah, I think, uh, he's probably less interested in the statue and finding out what's, what this paper is. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry, was I rolling, uh, something with the pliers?
0: Uh, with the pliers, <laughs> give me a strength roll.
3: Well, would you roll? 58 is way higher than strength, unfortunately.
0: How much higher? Uh, 38 points. Okay, so I would say you managed to kind of pry it open a little bit, but maybe not quite enough. Uh, If you go to shake this thing upside down, give me a luck roll. Yeah, 16 is pretty lucky. Okay, so this thing, you do manage to pry it open just enough and shake it. That this, the edge of the paper comes out where you can see that it's totally rolled. And you can grab it and actually just pull it right out of it. And I do so. Okay.
3: Carefully. You pull it out. and slowly.
0: <laughs> Uh Do you unravel it? Absolutely. You'd unravel it. And you, what you see there is a sheet that is all written in Russian. Oh, good. Mm, yeah, and we're gonna end the episode there. Oh, On that note, it's a good spot. You're, like, being rude at this it.
1: point, you don't
3: want to know. Yeah, good spot. Let yeah. somebody
0: else so, read So, I'm gonna, gonna have to find happens. somebody who can read that, I guess. But we'll see if you can do that next time. Until then, remember, sanity is overrated. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. You can email us at contact at com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at ThatCthulujohn.